0: Hello hello. Welcome back to another episode of Shoot Your Shot. We are so excited to be back with you. Thanks for coming on for another episode. I'm Claire. Hey
1: guys. I'm Georgia.
0: And today we are talking about the art of a collaboration.
1: Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot.
0: So this is a pretty yes. big topic. I feel like there's so many directions we could go in here. So we're gonna kind of freestyle it. Um, it's George is having a rough start to the morning. I just literally so. look
1: like so bad right now, and I sound like a smoker. And Claire looks so good, and it's so unfair right now.
0: <laughs> well, okay, she was at EDC last night in Orlando, yes. right? Yeah, so yeah, she's Orlando. really, really pulling through for you guys. She's yeah, she's working overtime right now. Uh, I what am is it? three we- three hours of sleep after dancing the night away.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I have like a hot tea <laughs> on standby right now. <laughs>
0: Well, I appreciate you putting in the effort to make this happen. We had to record this today because we just had to get it done. There was no other option with our absolutely psychotic, chaotic chaotic schedules. We can't even start to explain how opposite our schedules are. Like, the fact that we've been successfully for four weeks getting episodes out is a miracle. I know. Like, I don't even know how our schedule can be so different from each other. Well, it's because we're either nine or six hours apart in time and then we're both super busy and my mornings are always free but my mornings are when you're asleep and then I'm usually shooting or busy at night and then that's your morning which is when you're free so it's It's pretty bad yeah it's bad guys but hey we're making it work we're here and we're doing this for you because Actually, I want to shout out really quick. We've had um, some really sweet messages from some of our oh, listeners yeah. that have been so heartwarming. And
1: <laughs> that's the only reason we're still doing this, literally, to be honest. I think we had a message this past week and it it was a long one too. Like it wasn't just like, mm-hmm. a, you, we love your podcast. Like it, somebody put thought and time yeah. into an actual DM and me and Claire are both like, all right, we got to keep going. We have to keep doing it. Yeah. It was like the sweetest message that this girl said
0: she wishes we could do multiple podcast episodes a week. Like she wants to listen to more. And I was like, girl, we can barely do one. (laughs)
1: We can't do that right now. We would love to in a perfect world if Claire and I didn't have anything else going on. And we lived literally in the same apartment. Yeah. Great. But as we as it stands, we really suck at scheduling ourselves (laughs) and the irony
0: is that we literally have a producer now like we are paying someone to help us with the podcast
1: and and we still cannot get our shit together. i know guys that that's how that's how bad it is
0: (laughs) yeah but again we're making it work and um yeah it's episode five five well five of of season two so twenty five yeah, 25. So hey, we're making it. We're making it work. So when I think of collaboration, I literally think of collaborating with another person or maybe a brand and doing a project together. Um, obviously, that's what collaboration means, is doing something together. Um, but I think of like, you know, like a social media collaboration. Like if I were to shoot a model that I really like and I want to like have a concept that I want to create, um, then there's also the I think like the bad collaboration, which is the one where like a brand doesn't want to pay a creator. And so they're like, do you want to collab? And like, we'll post you on our, on our page. We'll send you free product or like an influencer is like, do you want to collab? And I'll give you a shout out and you'll get followers. Um, so there's that kind of collaboration. And then on the other hand, I also see collaboration kind of as like delegation within a business when you need to level up and you have too much work and you can't handle everything on your own. And so, you bring in other people to take over certain tasks and you give them, you delegate to them these tasks for you to be able to better manage, handle and put time into the things that you're good at and that you need to focus on. I don't know if that's really collaboration, but to me, like,
1: no, that's a form of collaboration. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I, no. Yeah. I was going to say, cause at the end of the day, like you said, collaboration is coming together and contributing to some idea thing project whatever so whether it's creatively hands-on or like you said as a business just all coming together to get a project done so yeah I think I think that counts
0: yeah exactly um yeah so I think as far as like the delegation aspect of it that's actually a topic I'm really interested in because I'm really bad at delegating and Georgia I feel like you're actually way more skilled at this like you have an actual company and I feel like you usually bring on other people and i think that's something that you're much more talented at i am like an ocd control freak when it comes to my work and i am unable to delegate like i've tried like i literally hired a um, va last year which is a virtual assistant people that you hire on like fiverr or something um And, like, I wanted to have a a part-time VA who would handle, like, all of my emailing, who would handle a lot of, like, client relationships and budgeting and, like, whatever other tasks, a lot of, like, admin organizational tasks. And this is, like, this is why I hate delegating, actually, is because I had a nightmare experience with this guy, is I hired him and trained him for two months. And after he was trained, I was like, okay, like, we're ready to go. Like, you can take over all these tasks. And I had to literally hold his hand through everything, constantly remind him to do anything and i essentially was like doing the task for him or having to like harass him to do anything task. Uh, yeah, that, that's done. not good no so well, my experience I feel like, delegation is like i can't do it
1: um i do think though there's like a good and bad version of delegation and your experience sounds way more hand-holding almost as if you were like his mom mm. <laughs> as opposed to like his his collaboratee however you would say that. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I think I think you should give dele- I think you should give maybe a VA another shot. I don't know, it just yeah. depends. It's it's kind of like that this is like kind of a side note, but I I've learned that you almost pay for what you get. Mm-hmm. So like if you pay a really high ticket price, then whoever you work with and delegate things to, like they'll be on it, like they'll get That's it.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: But if like because I've, I've almost come to the point where like if I cannot afford that service that I really want done or I really want somebody to help me with, then I'm just going to do it until I can't afford it. Because otherwise, like what happened to you, I'm just going to handhold and I'm mm-hmm. going to be more stressed out because I'm going to then be spending money while also doing the work still myself.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. It's like you pay for what you get for. Um, And I think also on delegation when you're an artist or an entrepreneur, you know you have some sort of business. And usually, when you're a full-time artist, artist business, you learn to do everything on your own from the very beginning. Because this is like a common joke in the industry: is like, "Oh, I'm not just a photographer. I'm a marketer. I'm a negotiator. I'm a budgeter. I'm a producer. I'm a director. I'm an editor. Like you're you play 15 roles in one because it's just you and." your business. And at the very beginning, like you can't afford to pay people to do all those things. So you end up doing a lot, a lot of roles, playing a lot of roles. And then once you do all those roles and you get really good at them and you get really used to doing them, you not necessarily get attached to them, but you have a really high expectation because you've been doing them for so long that you're like, this is the way to do it for my business. And then when you delegate and you're like, okay, I have enough money now to hire okay for a good example for me hire an editor or retoucher I am terrified to hire a retoucher and editor because one I love editing and I have a very specific style of editing and I just do not think that anyone I, and again this is all in my head I'm sure there are people who can recreate my editing it's not like freaking rocket science and I'm not yeah the but that's also world. a
1: part of your art totally what makes you you totally
0: but I've had so many friends people tell me like you're always, you know, backed up on edits because you get, you know, the classic no work for three weeks and then you get like seven gigs in two weeks. So then it's like you're really backed up on edits. Just hire an editor and have an editor do everything. And I just can Ugh. I like I'm like scared to do that. <laughs> Don't do it because I'm like they're not going to be able to edit the way I do. Or, like, just these tiny little attentions to detail. Like, for example, I'm editing photos for a watch company right now, Vincero. I'm sure a lot of you guys know that brand. It's, like, very popular in, like, the creator world. And I just did a shoot for them in Paris. And I'm literally editing out every speck of dust on this model's face, body, watch. Like, things that you cannot see. You literally cannot see these specks of dust. And I'm going in, like, a freaking... Crazy person editing out every single <laughs> speck of dust, and I know that that attention to detail because I'm OCD is not going to be reproduced in an editor that I hire. And maybe that's just maybe that's not true, but that's the way. I no, see
1: it. that's the way I see it too. Yeah. I I I feel that way in terms of video editing. We have tried so hard. Like I cannot explain how hard we have tried to find somebody to like replicate edits that we do. Or, it, or just edits that we even fucking like at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and I don't know why it's so hard to find somebody that that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. I've literally just come to terms like I have to accept that for what I want in my head, like in order to scale as a company, I'm going to have to wait until I can actually afford somebody who has like a really high day rate, because otherwise, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> and... I'm going to end up doing it cuz that's what's been happening either Jack and I have to end up doing it and it sucks but like it, it it at the end of the day your photos like our videos our our photos whatever it's what makes us us it's what make mm-hmm. makes people come to us so if it doesn't reach that certain like threshold for what you expect then you're not going to be happy with it like but that's okay but I think that's like a blessing and a curse for artists. Because I feel like a lot of us have this bar of like, it has to be here. But clients' bars are almost like here. So even if you gave them something that was here, they would think it's here. But you know that it's not that not there. Does that make sense?
0: No, totally. Yeah, I think that's such a relatable thing to all creators. Is when you grow in love with your art and in love with the way you do something, you have really high expectations for yourself. And you push yourself to be the best. And then it's like, how can you you can expect and demand someone to be their best, but you don't have control of them being their best. So like, why not be their best? And that's just something that's out of your control. And that's something that's really hard to do as a creator is to let go of that control.
1: This is a good point. So we're currently having a situation like that happen with a video. It's more, it's technically a client video, but it's more of like a personal video too, to get out into Alation's um, like socials. And we paid the person to do the video. We had several revisions, like several, but for whatever reason, like they're just not understanding what we want. And I think at the end of the day, like if that happens, like it sucks, but you kind of just have to take the L and say, all right, like I thought that this person could see what I wanted to see like creatively, but they just can't. And I've tried so hard and like I spent the money, but like at the end of the day, if, if they don't see what I see, like I can't, I can't be mad at them. Like it's, it sucks, but I can't be like, your art sucks. Right. I'm not going to say that because that's, that's their art to them. And it just was an unfortunate collaboration where I chose somebody who didn't see the same as me creatively. So I wasn't happy, but they're so happy. So like, it's not a bad thing, like, but it's not a good thing either. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maybe we can expand into that.
0: You know what that makes me think of kind of like as an analogy, maybe this is a weird analogy, but I feel like it's when you try a new medication when you need a long-term medication and you need to try all these different medications because you can't find the right one that fits you right so you go after like yes. medication after medication and then sometimes like me you almost die ended up in hospital yeah. during a mm-hmm. friendsgiving and almost have your organs fail
1: <laughs> cut to photo here <laughs> Wait,
0: actually, can we tell them real quick about Friendsgiving? Yes. So Georgia and Jack, um, as you guys know, they have a company called Elation, and Elation puts together a Friendsgiving every year. Last year was the first one, correct?
1: Yes, last year yeah. was the first one, and now it it has to be an annual thing. Like it, it has, like, to. I can't, I, like I can't literally- not do
0: it legendary it's like the most legendary friendsgiving that will ever be in the face of the earth um Wait, so that makes me year, so happy <laughs> last year was the first one and this year's is coming up next month and i'm literally you guys i'm flying back to la just for this like there's no other reason that i'm flying from europe to america than just for georgia's friendsgiving so that's how much I. Like. but that makes me so excited that, that, that was an expensive flight um but <laughs> Last just like year.
1: I'm up now doing this podcast for you with this smoker's voice, we, we just it's a give we and do take a lot of things for each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: We're really good at compromising in this relationship. Uh, yes. But last year at her friends' giving, this is a total tangent. But I was on the way with my friends, and I had started taking a new medication. And I had, and I'm just going to tell the story because it's so funny and crazy. And I almost died. But
1: guys, I didn't believe her. Like I thought that yeah. they were messing with me. <laughs> so like I had started taking a new medication three weeks before and
0: every week I was supposed to double the dose. That's what the doctor told me. So the morning of Friendsgiving, I'm in LA. Friendsgiving is in Joshua Tree. So it's like a three and a half drive away, um, three and a half hour drive away. And so I woke up with like these like, spe- like red specks all over my body. And I was like, what is happening?" I look like it was hives. I had hives. And so I called my doctor and he was like, oh, it's probably the medication. Just like, don't take it today and you'll be fine. And I was like, okay. I was like, I felt fine. So I get in the car with my friends. We're all driving to Joshua Tree to meet uh, George and Jack and, all and we're like carpooling. There. Yeah, I'm like right behind them. Yeah, yeah. George is in another car. I'm in another car, and on the way there, the specks on my body are getting worse and worse, and I'm starting to feel lightheaded, and I have a fever. And I asked my friends. I was like, "Do I look okay?" And they were like, "You (laughs) look not good. (laughs) Like your whole body is like turning red." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "I don't feel good." I was like, "I think I need to stop at like." um an emergency room and just like do something like ask them something so like, we go to an er and the the nurse is like oh it's fine you just need a shot of um benadryl so she puts a shot of benadryl on my arm which is like you know the anti-allergy reaction oh i didn't
1: like know you medicine. got a shot of benadryl
0: yeah but she's like you're gonna feel amazing in like an hour it'll all be gone in an hour <laughs> at this point
1: we're like an hour and a half out from the, the, the house from guys, house. guys this makes this so much better because i didn't know she stopped and got a shot at Benadryl. yes bro in
0: my freaking arm an entire shot so that it would get to my system faster so i'm like okay great i'm gonna feel amazing in an hour and we're gonna party <laughs> uh 30 minutes out from the house I literally am, like, at this point, Delulu. Like, my (laughs) fever is so intense that I can barely talk, and I just look so sick, and I'm like, guys, I need to go to a hospital. Like, I feel like I'm gonna die. Like, I don't, like, I could barely talk and process information, and my, I look in the mirror, and at this point, these flex. They're not flex. My entire body looks like I'm a tomato. <laughs> like, I look like I have a third degree burn. So I go into the hospital and I'm like, you guys can just drop me off. Don't worry about me. Go have fun. Go party. They're like, we're not dropping you off. We're going in. She did you. say that. Yeah. Cause I felt so bad. There was like seven, six people in the car. I was like, please don't ruin your friends giving for me. Like, I'm going to go take care of this. I'll be fine. They all come in with me and the nurse is like, oh my gosh, we have to get you in right now. She was like, I didn't even do paperwork. They literally just like sweeped me away and my friends were like, where did she go? They just rushed me in. They put me on all these liquids, all this stuff. The doctor comes in and he's like, you're having a severe allergic reaction. Like, what did you take? I tell him what I took and my fever was so, so, so intense. They were like putting me on all the stuff, all these freaking whatever fever things I was attached hooked up to all these machines and the doctor kept coming in and he was like he was like okay there's three things that could happen um it could get worse and you could have organ failure if your fever doesn't come down it could be this version of that and then there was like a third version and he was like right now you're basically at version number two which is like not good and because my fever wouldn't drop he was like legitimately afraid I was gonna have got I, I, I good because if your fever doesn't stop and it gets higher and higher your brain I mean, it's frying your brain you could have a Seizure and like I mean, your brain is everything. If your fever keeps going up, you're screwed. So I call my parents and I'm like, I for I'm not kidding you, Georgia. For like, I would say like 20 minutes, I thought I was gonna die. Like, legitimately, I was like, I think I might actually like pass away because like,
1: oh my god,
0: I could barely function and my fever kept going up. It wasn't going down no matter how many cold fluids they put in me, how much stuff they were giving me. It kept. No
1: one told me at that. No one told me it was that. I mean like I knew it was serious like I literally was like I'm going to the hospital to see her and bringing her food or something but you couldn't even have like Except a guest or something it. Well, yeah, I, I well DJ came DJ well no came D- DJ and Jack came That's, because, yeah because DJ Jack was like no you need to stay here and I was like well I think I should go like I'm more friends with Claire <laughs> and he and he and DJ was like no no I'll take Jack we got this and he carried yeah. a baguette and I was like yeah, okay, I was, was like, so cute. tell her I said I tried to come. I guess. Yeah, it was really cute because um, okay, wait. So before DJ
0: and Jack came, um, oh yeah, yeah, I I called my my parents. My parents called my brothers, and my brothers were like, we're going right now. These. Oh yeah, that's right. So they left. Sweet. They drove all the way from Huntington Beach to Joshua Tree three hours just to come see me in the hospital because they were so worried. And, like, I didn't really know they were on the way. And I was still so delusional so that when they got in, they were like, dude, are you okay? What's going on? It was, like, it was literally the sweetest thing I've ever seen. Like, my little brothers drove three hours to come see me. It was horrible. But then finally, like the fever started going down. So it did not have organ failure. Thank God. And DJ and um, our friend DJ, his name is DJ. Not the yeah, DJ.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like, I just realized I was saying like the DJ came and played a house set for her as she was recovering from her fever. That would
0: have been so good. But it's no, like, my fever,
1: friend DJ. Fever. Fever.
0: That's actually so funny. That would have been so good. That'd be such a good skit. They're like, we send our condolences. Here's a DJ.
1: Like the one thing you know you would want before you die. (laughs) Just in house music. Like, bump.
0: (laughs) Like, give me some John Summer or Chris Lang. No, so. Uh, they were only letting in one person come in. So DJ came in and it was so cute. He had wrapped a baguette in styrofoam and everybody at the party had signed it with like different notes. It was the cutest thing ever. I was it was like, really cute. Um, it was funny because later DJ told me, he's like, yeah, when I came in, I was like, you did not look good. I was like... <laughs> he was like I was trying not to like say anything about how you looked because I didn't want you to panic but he was like you looked awful I was like great thanks that's lovely thanks DJ but anyways then I stayed in the hospital for a whole night and then the next day like midday they let me leave and so I came to Georgia's humongous friendsgiving party so much was going on i came and i still had the red specks all over me and i was icing my entire body for the whole party i was walking around with like a basically gigantic like i don't know container of ice and everywhere <laughs> i went when i was dancing talking eating i was holding ice up to my face and body and people my were God. like who are you you just randomly got here and i was like oh i'm claire and they were like oh you're the one who was in the hospital like are you good bro and i was like i don't know but i'm here to party
1: <laughs> guys like it's a lot of the people still i mean i i think they know you different now since we have the podcast but, like, literally, people were like, oh, Claire, she's the tomato-looking girl, right? <laughs> They're like, the one who almost died? Who was in the hospital? Yeah, and she's one that went to the hospital, right? Georgia keeps being like, oh, yeah, like,
0: so-and-so is coming. You met them. Oh, You'll be like, oh, my friend blah, blah, blah is staying with me this week. I'm like, oh, who's that? She's like, you met them at Friendsgiving. I'm like, oh, I don't remember. The amount of people you've told me that I've met, you're like, you literally were talking to this person. You met them at Friendsgiving. I'm like, I have... No recollection of anything. Yeah, she doesn't. Trying to ice my body and being
1: (laughs) in like survival mode while dancing. (laughs) I just remember like everybody had the silent disco headphones on in the house, and you were like just sitting at like the little kitchen bar, and like I look over at you, and you're like, (laughs) like trying to dance, and your face is so (laughs) red. I know it was
0: so gnarly. So, anyways, I'm really excited for this year's Friendsgiving because. I really hope I don't.
1: Uh, I <laughs> was I gonna to say, don't. Time. Just don't take any weird medication, please, no, the day I, before.
0: Nothing. I cannot wait to have like an actual good time and like re meet the like 400 people that I apparently <laughs> met last year. Like, I met so many people and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who these people are. So, anyways, that was such a tangent, but super excited because that's happening in a month and I will be in LA in a month. and we'll be
1: together and hopefully we'll be able to record an episode there where our schedules don't suck (laughs) I do think that collaborating is beneficial throughout your entire career Mm -hmm. I think uh there's certain different levels of collaboration that are beneficial depending Mm -hmm. on where you're at in your career so if you're just starting out and you want to collaborate with brands and get exposure or get free product or whatever like amazing like do it like honestly I still do that sometimes like there's some clothing brands where I really want their clothes <laughs> and I'll collaborate with them like I'm doing one right now for a pretty little thing um I think when you start out it's really great to collaborate with other creators if you're a photographer collaborate with models if you're a model like collaborate with photographers if you're a makeup artist like mm. collaborate with with photographers and videographers and models like I think that's, that's something really important to note that collaborations are an opportunity to learn from at any stage of your creative journey, but especially in the beginning because you have the opportunity to fail and totally. it's okay.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think collaboration is really important, especially when you're, um, let's say, you're, you're trying to get into a new niche of whatever art you do. So, for photography, for example, like if you're a portrait photographer and you want to move more into, um, shooting cars or something instead of just like directly pitching to a bunch of car brands where you have no you know no experience to show you don't really have anything on your portfolio this is a great opportunity to collaborate with other artists to collaborate with other maybe car owners other um, stylists or something and conceptualize ideas and this is what spec work is really I mean I view this more as spec work Which for me includes collaboration because I like having a team that bring in different things for projects usually. So it's really good to create a spec project in collaboration with other artists, other people, especially when you guys all want to get into something at the same time. Be like, hey, we're all super into cars right now. Like, let's put together a sick fake car ad and like we're going to use this guy's car who like he barely has photos of his car and he was just saying the other day he wants better photos we're gonna use this model who's just starting and this stylist who wants to get more experience and we're all going to collaborate together and put together an epic project and then you can use that and put that in your portfolio and start expanding your photography niche into more cars um and i think this is one of the best ways to build out a new portfolio and also it's fun because when you collaborate with other people you're kind of helping each other come up together and if you build those really great long-term relationships with people who you really enjoy working with, um, in the long run you can create a team and then you can take on all these projects together and these are people that you've been working with now for years that you came up with. And so for example like if you mean you were starting together and we wanted to work on like street photography or something or like shooting sneakers for example and we started from the very bottom together i would rather go work with you long-term when I'm then working with Puma than like coming up with a random person to help on the project, but instead working with a person that I've been collaborating with from the very beginning. And then fast forward three, four years, you guys are getting paid so much money to work with, you know, whatever crazy brand that you're working with. So I think it's also beautiful because the art of collaboration allows you to create teams that you can work with long-term. And I think the flow that you have with a team that you've worked with for a long time is so special and so much more... I don't know, it's more of a safe space to actually get creative than with people you've never worked before. And and obviously this isn't like always the case. You can definitely have great chemistry with someone you've never worked with before, but there's something special about working with people that you've been collaborating with from the very beginning and you're coming up with them. It's just like a big family, you know, and you get to work yeah. with your family. And I think that's so beautiful and fun to do.
1: And I think to, just to add to that point, it, it builds trust. Like you, mm-hmm. it's very hard to... I feel like trust people in the industry with your vision Mm -hmm. because again at the end of the day we're all artists like our vision is essentially like what makes us as humans and as artists Mm -hmm. so if you can find that team like Claire's talking about and if you can really just like like lean into that then you develop better trust with people as well because you're literally sharing each other's visions and trusting that both of you can execute them successfully
0: yeah absolutely uh, I think another thing on collaboration that's important to note is that when you are collaborating with people, it's important to give credit where credit is due,
1: and to yeah, credit that, that is true. in the
0: proper way. And um, I think I think we talked example, about this
1: too, where we had situations come up where like you and I both at certain times have, weren't credited for certain totally. work that we've done.
0: When you give those small gestures of respect, of like giving credit where credit is due that builds again, long-term relationships, which are going to help you in the long run. And I I know I say this all the time, but like for me, what has helped me the most in my career is fostering long-term relationships with people. Like yeah. I, I have super, 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 super exciting project coming up in 10 days. And I'm not going to say it on here yet, but actually I know I can, because like this comes out, like in a this few days. Thursday yeah and then it'll all basically be leaving a few days from there but I'm going to Sicily to Palermo um, which is so funny because you and I were there I know. in January and that was my first time ever being there well I Florida. saw your
1: story like which so I'm excited for you
0: to talk about this yeah so I'm going to Sicily with Puma they're dropping a new sneaker called the Palermo and they're bringing a bunch of like content creators together in Sicily to like have a creator trip and like i honestly i don't really know what we're gonna do i think we're doing a bunch of random stuff like cooking classes and like shooting stuff and or um dude, we're staying in the villa where they shot white lotus which is like bonkers that's so that's exciting and i have like serious imposter syndrome because i was like (laughs) it was funny in the brief they were like we're bringing the world's top influencers uh most known like influencers to talk about the shoe palermo and i was like Right. I was like I me I was like I'm definitely not a top influencer. Do you have the wrong glare? Did you mean to reach out no. to someone else with more followers because that's not me. But you um, but, but you're
1: you're a t- like I would consider you especially to them because you have that long rela- lasting relationship with them. Like you're one of their top creators.
0: I don't, I don't know if I would say that, but I'm very honored that they put me in that category. But, but the point of me sharing that is that, A, I'm excited. It's just needs to be super fun. But, B, um, I've been working with Puma for years now, and it literally started with just a relationship with one person with a girl. Um, Who I met over Instagram and we both loved Dubstep and we bonded and we became friends and then she hired me to do Puma projects and like that's what I mean it's just like and and, you know I didn't get this opportunity like year one of working with Puma I've been working with them Mm -hmm. now for four years and I haven't actually worked with them in over a year and a half. So it's like a long build. Like you have to, build, yeah. You have to be patient, and it does take a really long time to see those end goals. Sometimes, but it's so worth it. You know, it's so worth it to put in the time and effort um, into those relationships because you literally never know when someone is going to end up giving you, you know, a dream project or open up a door that yeah. you thought could be opened.
1: That's such a good point. You said yeah. that so well. <laughs> like Sorry, that's I feel so like true. I always
0: bring that up, like long term. No, but but it's but true.
1: It's, it's true because again, even if like I guess maybe to add a tiny thing to that even if you necessarily don't know where that connection could lead to in that moment you just never know when they might come back around like I like I'm sure you have too like I've had so many cases where I met someone and they weren't even really involved in the creator world and then like now like three four even like six years later Mm -hmm. they're like oh hey like I'm working with this company now like can I set you up with my boss to have a meeting like I see what you're doing and it looks great and I'm like when did you turn into, like, this marketing person? When did you start working at this company? Like, what? Yeah. But, like, literally just one small thing, like, one small engagement. Like, it doesn't even have to be work, like Claire said. Like, they bonded over dubstep. Like, I think that just also goes – this could be, like, a whole topic in itself, but I think that also goes into the theme of just being a good person to whoever you meet because, again, like, you just never know, but also just Mm -hmm. in general you should be good humans because if you're a good (laughs) human, then – one that's just how i feel like you should be <laughs> but also mm-hmm. if you put out good energy like good energy comes back to you
0: yeah totally and that's why you should you should do a good job at every job it doesn't matter yeah. how like insignificant to you a job is you could be shooting something that like you're you know you're just doing it because you need the cash and it's not mm-hmm. a project that you're interested in Always put in a hundred. Yeah. Never put in less than a hundred because you never know if putting in a hundred on this project that is pretty small and doesn't mean anything to you. If you kill it and they love it, they're going to recommend you and you never know like where that's going to go. And I know for a fact that there's times where I haven't done a good job and I probably screwed myself over and didn't get, you know, further opportunities from doing a good job on a project. And, like, now I pride myself on putting in 150% into every single project. But I know in the past when I was younger and coming up and, like, obviously when you're younger, stu- I was an especially stupid, like, 20-year-old. Like, I was really dumb in the very <laughs> beginning of my career, to be honest. And there would be times where, like, I just didn't care about a project. And I would just, not. I would never half-ass it because I'm, like, legitimately OCD about my work. But, you know, you just don't put in, like, the the most effort as you would for, like, Puma, you know? You kind of, like, are selective with, like, the total amount of energy and effort you put in. And that's not good. And it, and it will end up screwing you over in the future. And I know, I'm sure that when I was 20, 21, I did that because... I was a dumbass. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, that was also another tangent. But
1: I will say to that, because you don't also don't want to like over deliver yourself to a point. I don't know. Because, okay, wait. let me re this. I personally feel that because being starting a company and like having a bunch of different, like having to wear a bunch of different hats and having to do a bunch of different things. Like I constantly like tell myself, like, even if this doesn't, matter like it matters like you have to mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. stay up those extra two hours Georgia you have to just put in that extra like one thing that you know is going to make it like at 100 but I will say there is a balance with that because what I've learned is some projects I don't know I guess it, it it's it's situational it depends but some projects like I have like overextended myself and put in that 100 percent, and then I've and then I've come to realize like wow like I I'm pretty sure like I probably was just putting in more than I should have but that's the thing against
0: collaboration with brands who don't pay you if you're just doing work to work
1: you know what I mean well that that's I mean that's why I'm I'm having I'm finding like it's hard to like explain it because for example like the pretty little thing that thing that I'm about to do like I really want their clothes so like I'm more than happy to put in that work because that's just like fun for me because I just want their clothes whereas like if i guess i didn't want their clothes or something and i was maybe a new creator and i did and i overworked myself then it's like you shouldn't have i don't know That's, that that is an interesting i
0: don't know i mean i think that like if you were doing it for free you shouldn't overwork yourself if they're getting free work but i think if you're mm-hmm. getting paid you should put in 150% all the time
1: well yeah if you're getting paid 100% i but I, I think I i'm too... more thinking of the collaboration route
0: i know I, i'm very you know hot take but, like, I, I'm against doing free work with brands unless it is literally, like, one of your first projects and you're getting something in return that's maybe not, like, monetary, but it's, like, really worth it to you. Like, it, it just bugs me so much when creators do free work for brands because it lowers the standard for the entire industry, but also it devalues your work. It... I don't know I I know that's such like a debate because some people are like, oh well, when you're beginning, like how else do you get into the industry if you're not doing collaborations by getting experience under your belt and and growing your portfolio? But that's why I'm always preaching spec work. like you can run up a fake perfume ad. And, like, you control everything. You are directing, shooting. You do everything. And you can put that on your portfolio, you know? And you, can, it, and, and you can say it's spec work. You don't need to say you're being paid by Dior. Like, you know, that's one of my pet peeves when people say that their spec work is, like, paid work when it's not. But, like, you, you're that's what the whole point of spec work is. So I, I think that collaboration should be for a concept, for spec work. You should use collaboration for spec work. But you shouldn't necessarily be collaborating with brands unless – like you said, like there is times where I'll reach out to a clothing brand and I'll be like, hey, I really like your stuff. Like, you know, I would you guys be interested in like taking care of my wardrobe for this trip? And I'll send you a bunch of content in return. I and I'm doing it for free, but I but I don't feel like buying new clothes. So I know that I'm getting something out of it that I want versus like, let's say, for example, if like I don't know. I'm trying to think of a really random brand, like a chapstick brand. Was like, yeah, hey, we want you to shoot a campaign. Or and it's a gonna phone, be free. like a phone
1: case brand. Yeah,
0: exactly. A phone they case brand. They always like, reach out. Yeah, we want you to shoot our phone case campaign, and we're gonna like send you like ten phone cases. I'm like, I don't want.
1: You're phone like, I don't really want ten phone cases. No. Like, you can and pay so- me.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they're like, no, we're only open. We're not open to like paid work at the moment. It's like, well, then that's not worth my time because I'm not getting anything out of this. And no matter how big your brand is, like that just doesn't, you know, it doesn't look, you have to protect yourself as a creator. And so you have to be wary of when to collaborate and when not to collaborate.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And, and also too, I think it's important to note like something that changed, um, for, for my like something that kind of changed my collaboration game is when brands do reach out and say they want to collaborate and they imply that it's for free I will literally respond back and say like this this is like not elation Georgia this is like personal brand Georgia talking mm-hmm. um I'll literally say like hey like thank you so much for reaching out at this time I'm only accepting paid collaborations if there is a budget for this please let me know as I definitely would love to potentially discuss more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then that lets them know, like, okay, this girl isn't going to, like, do it for free. So is there a budget? Totally. And and that's worked before. Like, because, cause, and this is the crazy thing. If I would have said yes to an email like that, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to collaborate. Free product, free work, free collaboration. But because I said, hey, I need paid for this, then the brand came back to me and they were like, oh, cool. Yeah, we actually have, like, about $700 for this and all you would need to do is, like, We'll send you the product and you'll just post like an Instagram like reel or something. And I was like, all right. Like that for me in that time, I was like, that's worth it. Like I'm so glad yeah. I asked that question. But if I didn't ask, then I wouldn't have potentially gotten that op- like that offer.
0: 100% ask and you shall, re- you shall receive. That is so true. That's happened to me so many times too, Georgia, where like a brand reaches out and they're like, hey, we're looking to collaborate, blah, blah, blah. And I say the exact same thing. Hey, at this moment, I'm not taking unpaid work, but if you have a budget, I'm happy to chat more. And so many times they have come back and been like, actually, we do have a budget, and it's like I know. It's almost it's almost like they're trying to scout out for who is like they'll do whatever you want, but they're not going to give you a budget if you don't ask exactly. For it. so it's like if you ask they're for it, they're sneaky they'll give it. exactly. And like most companies do have budgets because they have they have quarterly budgets or like seasonal budgets that they have to spend. Like most brands have to spend their marketing money by the end of the year. That's why usually at the end of the year, the last two quarters of the year, you can make a lot more money because they're trying to get rid of all their budgets because they have to start fresh for Q1 of 2024. So yeah, fun fact. So that's also a hack. Yeah. <laughs> and usually Q1, Q2 are the least paid because they're still like yeah. really careful about budgeting. And then by 3-4, they're like, oh my gosh, we have all these excess budget. Like we just need to get rid of this. So we're just going to create all this extra um, – like sponsorships or collaborations or whatever. Um, that's a
1: really good th- that's a really good point that you touched on because that's very true.
0: <laughs> okay guys, so I don't know if you guys remember if you are season 1 listeners, but if you're not, we were doing two truths and a lie with all of our guests. Um, and it was a really fun little segment that we had going on, but I just realized that we haven't done it with each other. I think did we even ever do it with each other at all in season 1?
1: No, we definitely did it, but I don't remember what it was. I
0: don't okay, know. well, I. But think... we could do it. We
1: could do it related to this episode.
0: Yeah, totally. Let's um, let's do two truths to lie with each other and end on that. I think that would be like a fun little way to, to segue into the end. Good.
1: Okay, so first one, um, I once collaborated with a hotel and almost got kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> um, two. I collaboration in Europe is what kicked off my career as a creator. Um. Three, I collaborated with a vagina egg company on accident once.
0: Just knowing you, I know the third one is true.
1: <laughs> <And it's, laughs> I don't want to say. Um,
0: I think this. I think the first one is a lie.
1: Yeah, that 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 is.
0: Really? Okay. I, I was like, almost. I was like all it, close, it... like she would almost get kidnapped on a collaboration, but.
1: No, that that happened on an acting gig instead, not a collaboration with the hotel. Remember, I told you I know, that story. I know the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, okay. Wait. So you accidentally worked with a vagina brand?
1: I thought they were those things that you rub on your face, like you know those little. Crystal like, thing. Yes, I thought it was that. And then this is like my like beginning of my career. And then, like, I showed up because it was like a huge collaboration with a bunch of people, but nobody was getting paid. And they were literally like eggs that you stick in there yourself down there. And like, I don't know what they were supposed to do down there, but like they just stick in there. Like they were they were really pretty too. I thought, I like got to the place and I started putting it on my face. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's so funny. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I need one of these. And then the girl literally came over, like the owner, and was like, that's not what that's used for. And I was like, oh, like, am I doing it wrong? Like, and I like started to like do it like this. She's like, it goes in there. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, this is huge. What? That is the most Georgia story
0: I've literally ever heard in my life. Oh, I thought I was collaborating with a face mask company.
1: actually, it was a Kegel ball. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Kegels. Yeah, I know. What the hell? Oh, so you have one. No, I don't have one. I just know what it is. No, I don't have one. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, my
0: gosh. That is so Georgia.
1: That is Georgia
0: folks to a T,
1: guys. They just asked me to show up and help photograph it. And then I was like, what? Like, when I got there, I was like, wait, how am I taking pictures of this? <laughs> am I accidentally on a porn? Was account?
0: it a like, product what? shot?
1: Like, it was. It, so it, they actually ended up doing it, like, really classy. So there, were no, there was no nudity. There, there was, I'll have to find the pictures. It's actually really funny. But, like, but, it was, like, a bunch of product. And then they had models with it. But, like, the models were, like trying to do it in, like, a very, like, Dior commercial way where they would, like, hold it and go, oh. Okay. <laughs> meanwhile, Word. I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know. I said I'd do it. I'm just <laughs> going to sit here and do it, and I'm going to fucking leave. And then she was, like, trying and to give me like product. rolling the Kegel ball up to your face, <laughs> rolling it on your face. Bro, that is so funny. She That's literally so tried funny. to give me product when I left, and I was like, I don't really want any, but thank you. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> That's Okay, your turn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um
0: I lost a Sony collaboration because my budget was too high. Um okay. I collaborated with Future, the rapper. Um and I collaborated with a lot of weed brands at the early part of my career.
1: I'm going to say Oh wait, no, I actually feel like that is true. I feel like you maybe mentioned that before. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Sony one. Oh, you're right. Oh, let's go. No. I almost said I almost said future, but I feel like I remember you and Jay when we did this interview talking about future. Okay, wait, was no. it a different camera brand or what what was the No. No, I Oh
0: the only camera brand I've worked with is Lumex. Um oh, okay. No, that was a lie. I don't have any funny stories. I literally started my career, I mean, in L.A., mostly shooting <laughs> weed brands. Which is so but wrong. I was just saying,
1: say, no, that's, that's funny because I feel like that's such, like, an like an L.A. thing. So L.A., like- yeah. <clears throat>
0: and honestly, it was great because, like, eventually when I got good at it, they were, like, paying really well. They paid in cash, and it's super easy to shoot. And, and it wasn't, like, grimy weed products. It was, like, the super, like, sleek, like, cool mm. weed brands that were, like, really, like – Modern and minimalistic. The sexy and, ones. Yeah. And I used to, I, I, I basically don't smoke weed. I mean, I definitely don't smoke weed now. I rarely, rarely used to smoke weed. And so. Yeah, I can't, I get day, weird. I would, ha- when I was shooting for these weed brands, I would have like in enormous amount of weed at my house because i was shooting for them so i literally all my like pothead friends would come over and be like hey can i get some weed because I, I had literally <laughs> i don't even know how to explain how much you weed were the I plug
1: had. no
0: literally i was like i had like boxes filled with and it was like the craziest stuff it wasn't just like nugs it was like i had liquid weed i had weed vapes i had like really pretty like whatever type of weed like i had all the new like weed gadgets i had like a self-rolling joint
1: like oh, it was like a little wow. machine that
0: would like you would put the paper and the weed in and it would like it would like crush it or whatever and then it would like roll it in a little machine like i had all these cool gadgets and i was like i don't even smoke weed like i'd go in my clothes and be like anyone anyone <laughs> pick up any weed like i don't know what to do with this shit
1: <laughs> so funny yeah anywho that's actually really funny yeah that's it that's it well thank you guys for listening we hope that you enjoyed this um please make sure to follow us on all of our sh- 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 socials let me say that Show should show total sh- 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 um <laughs> please make sure to follow us on all of our socials at shoot your shop podcast underscore um Claire, what else do we say normally? Why, why do you suck at
0: the outro so much? Like we've been doing this know. for a year now, and you still can't do an outro.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm like it's, I'm like dying right now. Okay, okay, I'll do it. I you guys. <laughs> okay, I that I'll was laugh. so funny. You were so excited. You were like, okay, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Thank
0: you guys so much for coming to another episode of Shoot Your Shot. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rate and review on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Guys, for real, when we ask this, it means so much because the only way for us to grow and to get higher on the charts, which... (laughs) what charts i don't Uh, even know if we're on a chart right now i know the only way for us to get on a chart is by getting a lot of reviews at the same time that's literally the only way that's how it works so if you could leave us a little cheeky review um honestly oh cheeky
1: i like that even Mm. if you don't
0: like the pod leaving a hate review it still helps us so please it does still help us uh, actually maybe i shouldn't have said that don't don't do that actually i mean (laughs) but if you uh, yeah i'm like. We're, like, winking. I
1: know. Um,
0: (laughs) But, no, leave us a rate and review. Uh, Give us a little like, thumbs up on YouTube. Give us a little subscribe button thingy right there. And, um, yeah, at shootyourshot underscore pod – no, 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 no. At shootyourshotpodcast underscore on Instagram, on TikTok. And, um, yeah, just give us a little – a little little love because we are a tiny minuscule podcast and (laughs) the literal only reason that we are still doing this is because we have been getting some really sweet messages and it really encourages us. So, um, thank you for all the kind messages. And if you have any ideas of things you want us to chat about, please let us know. We are so happy to dive into whatever podcast episode topic that you guys are interested in. So on that note, we'll see you next week.
1: Bye guys. Bye. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot.